queen, my darling. How are you today? I am so excited to spend this time together. Speaking of together, today is such a special episode. My dear friend, like the connecting queen, Kathy Heller, has pulled together just some of the coolest women where we mastermind together. And every week we're so filled up just from the love, the attention, the connection, the like little community we've created and just the level of support that we give each other. It's just, it's such a rich experience. And then one day we were like, other women need in on this. Other women deserve to like experience this. Cause I know for me personally, like I didn't know women could be this supportive. I didn't, I don't know. I just didn't, I didn't see circles where like I really belonged. Um, that I've talked about a lot here on the podcast. And then we were just like, people need to see that not if this is possible for us, this is possible for anyone. So we did this like fun thing on Instagram and then made like a Zoom call available to just let people witness what we do in our mastermind and kind of introduce ourselves and serve people and all things. Anyways, it was a really, really rich experience and we've recorded it and I wanted to share it with you today. I wanted you to get an inside peek on who my best girlfriends are, what we talk about, kind of, we, I think we answered some questions. But anyways, what I know is that the women that, if you don't already know them, which many of them you may, but if you don't, you're just going to get introduced to some very special souls to me, some incredibly successful women, some very cool cats. And go follow them, subscribe to whatever they've got, uh, check them out. I couldn't believe in each and every one of these women, possibly even more. And so just sit back, relax, and enjoy. You've gotten great at divine working, but what about divine living? Welcome to the Divine Living Podcast. I'm your host, Gina DeVee. You're not alone in wanting more. And here at the Divine Living Podcast, you can expect to be part of conversations from women like us who unapologetically dream big and are obsessed with manifesting our most fabulous lives. The conversation starts now. Hi, everybody. It's noon. It's noon Eastern Standard Time. So we're going to start. What's up, guys? Nice to see you. Um... I can't wait to get into this. Um, all my girls, Allison, say hello. And good morning. Good morning. Yay. Good morning. Good morning. I want Gina, say hi. Britt, say hi. hi. Guys, I'm in a car waiting for a COVID test result. It's very exciting. Awesome. Uh, results are going to be here in like two minutes. Where's Appreciate Allie? It. Allie, say hey. What's up? Hi, guys. Yay. And I just saw Amy before. Okay, I wanted you all to say hi so that you're on my home screen. Let's do this. Okay, so... We're here to be with you guys. We're so happy to have you. This is so fun. This was literally just pure inspiration. This was literally me and the girls hanging out. And we were like, you know, what would be cool is if more awesome women came into this circle. Because what happens when good humans come together? We rise and we lift each other up and good stuff goes on down. And I'm here for it. So here we are. So what we want to do is a couple things. First of all, I have the blessing of having such special souls in my life who 
A few of them are on this screen right now. And they have blessed my life. They have graced my life with strength and calling me on stuff to help me get rid of things I don't need to carry around anymore. And being there to celebrate me when I need it, being there to cry with me when I need it. And, um, and, and as Gina once said early on, it's like we all have sort of a superpower and we all know things that give us that two millimeter difference and that little edge. And, and wouldn't it be cool if we can compare notes and we can share? And so what I'm going to do today, I have the pleasure. I was given the baton. I'm just going to be here to hold space and, and, and ask, call on each of them to just sort of share different things that I think are in their wheelhouse of superpower. And these are things that they are all just so dialed in on. Like everybody has Michael Jordan talent at something. Yes, it's true. And I think of along the way, some of us have had the courage to give ourselves permission to just go ahead and, and do those things. And so I want to, I want to glean, right? I want to glean what is it that they all have to, to share. And we'll all kind of, it'll just be casual. We'll have a conversation amongst us just to give to you, to pour into you. That's number one. That's the first piece of this. The second piece of this is we want to take your questions, as many as we can in a certain amount of time. And then the third piece is, you know what the third piece is, you guys? You ready for it? The third piece is we want to encourage you and give you the tools to have your own circle up mastermind. But there's no sales pitch. We're not selling anything. This was literally organic. We're not here to sell you anything. But we are here to say, do you want to have a circle of amazing women? Because I get I get the feeling that those of you who self-identified as wanting to be a part of this, who are in each of our different respective audiences, might wind up being good friends to one another. And so we want to sort of leave you with some guidelines and some ideas of like how you could do this and give each other maybe accountability, right? And then who knows where it's going to go? Maybe we'll do this again in a week or a month or two months or whatever. We'll let, we'll let it flow, okay? Yes. And so if we can be a catalyst to help you find those groups within this amazing symphony of humans, maybe we'll come up, maybe my team will help you come up with a way to connect with one another. Would you like that? All right. Who's ready for this? Who's ready for this? For God's sakes. Okay. So before we start, I want you to tell me, what is the one thing that if you could wave a magic wand, you would really want right now in your life? If you don't have to have like a perfect answer. I want you all to be C students today. But what's freedom, more time, a larger house, a house in the forest, financial freedom, peace, clarity, abundance, more confidence, financial freedom, good friends, travel. Great, 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 and great. Okay, so we're going to start with our first victim. God forbid. I'm just joking. All right, so let's start with Gina. So Gina, hi. What's up, everyone? So Gina. Darling. You have done so much of your own personal development work. You have broken through whatever the whatever the stories are, the drama, and just given yourself the keys to the life you deserve. And you've then gone and helped thousands, hundreds of thousands, possibly millions of people to, to claim that epic life for themselves. When you hear what people just said, I'm throwing this one out at you first, when they said, I want more abundance, peace, love, freedom, all that stuff. I want to hear this morning, what's on your heart as far as how can they get that? What's in the way and how do you believe that they can get more of those beautiful things in their life? Go for it. 
were you with me during my morning routine this morning? Because this no. is literally exactly, we did not plan this out, darlings, literally what I was reading and meditating on. When I saw the one writing freedom, financial abundance, those are my personal favorite topics. So for the rest of you that want the other stuff, we'll help you with that too, because it's all the same stuff. But especially the, the financial abundance and the financial freedom. I believe that people are in three schools. Uh, you're either in the school of money, the school of health, and the school of love. And I'm in the school of money. So that's why, you know, core wound people, let's get together. So that's why I was lit up by those. And because of where I'm at today, what I saw was two things. One, how doable it is. Because abundance is just truth. What we have been taught is the untruth. There is only, and whatever you want to call it, there is only a stream of well-being. There is only love. There is only abundance. There is only source. And the opposite of that is not lack. The opposite of that is our own blockage to receiving. And this is why I'm so lit up about us women really getting into our feminine power, because when we get great at receiving, the fact is, spiritual law is, everything you desire is available to you. And it requires three things and three steps. It requires, one, that you ask, and you get really clear on what that is. The statistics are that only one in a hundred people even know what they want. So you got to ask. So you're, you're, you're doing great. You're being here. You're asking for freedom. You're asking for tribe. You're asking for financial abundance, financial freedom. Okay. The thing that we women have been taught and the number one reason why we do not have financial abundance is we, in our minds, jump too quickly from the feminine to the masculine. And what I mean by that is the feminine is the desire. The feminine is the infinite. The feminine is the abundance. The feminine is a spiritual connection. And we say, okay, I want financial freedom. What does that look like to me? You come up with a certain dollar, euro, pound amount, and you jump too quickly into the masculine, which is the how. And that immediately puts you in the position of, I'm going to use God, use source, universe, whatever. It immediately puts you in the position of playing God, in which then whenever we all do this, we should be terrified. We should be terrified if we <laughs> have just placed ourselves in the position of source. Because we are not source. And what we are looking to manifest does not come from us. It comes from source. But when we go into, okay, how can I make that amount of money? God gives us free will. And God will not go where it is not invited. So even though we've asked, but if we go and jump into step two, which is let the universe provide, then we can ask, the universe can provide. And step three is all about getting yourself out of the way so that you are in a state of allowing to receive. And this is a spiritual practice. This is for modern day women, uh, requires a spiritual and emotional level of maturity. Because when you really drop into what that would mean to allow, allow your own worthiness, allow that level of success, allow what that level of money would provide for you to really be able to receive it is so counterintuitive and contradictory to every message you have been given pretty much your entire life. So to sum this up, our divine assignment, our opportunity is to create different thoughts, which create different beliefs, which create different realities. I can go on, but so good. So good, isn't it? It's just what's so, and you can feel it when she says it. It's so true. People go right into this how place and it's like, 
That's not your business. What are you doing in there? And that's going to get you all tripped up. And you know what? Like you said, you, God can only come in. The goodness can only come in from where you allow it. You know what happens when you go back to the how? You're not in the place of expansion anymore. You're back in that old self of the person going, I don't really believe this is going to happen because from my little perspective down here, I can't really figure out the when and the how and the where. So now are you really in a place of receiving? No, you're back into doubt because you're back into analyzing, which is not going to get you anywhere. We got to just step into the creative flow. And I've seen it in my life over and over again, over and over again, that all the cool things that have happened in my life, they just catch me by surprise. Because why did they catch me by surprise? Because I was being somebody new. Why am I being someone new? Because I'm no longer in this box of here's who I am. This is my ego. My ego says I'm not this, but I am this, but I'm not this. And I get out of that box and I step into what's so, what's bigger than this? And then, oh my God, the phone rings. Why? Because it can meet me there in a new place. It seems unexpected because it is unexpected because I'm no longer living in this paradigm that's a fixed state of this is who I am. This is what's possible. This is what's going to be. No, no. I broke out of that for a second long enough for something new to happen. Go ahead. Because Matthew McConaughey wanted you to interview him. Right? Two nights ago, guys. That's what happens when you get really great at allowing and receiving. Well done, Heller. Well done. Well done. Yes. And the whole story, you guys, the Matthew McConaughey story, you guys should go buy this book, Green Lights. It's so good. I sat down and read it cover to cover and then interviewed the man. Such a hot piece of work. Holy shit. Anyways, listen, what I learned from him is say yes before you know the how. This man walked into the top of the Hyatt Hotel years ago in Texas and slinging beers with this guy at the bar. And he goes, are you an actor? And he's like, I could be an actor. What do you need? He goes, I'm shooting a movie. It's called Days and Confused. He's like, cool. He's like, meet me tomorrow. He meets him the next day. He goes down there and the guy's like, I got an extra role for you. He's like, great, let's do this thing. He shows up on set and the director's like, are you here to be the extra? And he's like, yeah. He goes, would your character think that girl's hot? He's like, I bet he would. He's like, you want to get in the car right now and shoot a scene? He goes, sure. He goes, do you have any you have any lines you can make up? He's like, yes, I can. He gets in the car, sits down, looks around. He goes, who's this guy? What the hell? I've never been on a set. I don't know what I'm doing. He goes, well, I guess this character likes hot women, hot cars, and smoking weed. So they go action and he pulls out and he goes, all right, all right, all right. And holy crap. First line he ever said, He wrote it. He did it. What did he do? He said yes before he knew the how. And on and on and on and on and on it goes. His mother used to say, Matthew, don't walk in like you want to buy the place. Walk in like you own it. We don't, we don't own our, the truth of the truth, which is that, you know what you are? You're that spark of life force when you came in this world that is just like, it emulates the divine. It is divine in a source, you know, in, in, a, in a way it really is. And that's who you are. And in that place, when you go back to that place, you don't have to prove yourself. You don't have to earn it. You can just step in and watch what happens. Let's go to the next amazing human on this call. Amy Purdy, are you here? Let's, uh, let's do this. All right. I'm so here for this. This is, this is exciting. I love this. Being in your presence is the most epic, ridiculous, it's ridiculous. Talk about what's so in nature. The fact that any of us are on this call with you, it's ridiculous. But here we get to be, okay? So you are an ambassador for, you might be told 99 reasons why something ain't going to work. And you're like, I'm going to show you the one reason why it will, okay? <laughs> your whole life is a testimony. You're, you're literally a living testimony to possibility. And 
what do you say to people who so easily are going to find all the reasons why they can't do something or there's no room for them? What are you going to say to those people? Oh my gosh. I mean, there's so much that I want to say. In fact, there's so much that you guys touched on already that it's just, it, it speaks to my truth. And so I want to touch on some of those things as well. But I just feel like there are no rules. There are no rules. Like unless God came down here and said, this is what's happening, then we can create our own possibilities. And sometimes when we're in the space of the unknown, which is so scary, which we're all at right now, it's like, this is, this is fertile ground to create those possibilities because we get to create our new reality. So for me, after losing my legs 20 years ago, and I, I lost my legs, I had a kidney transplant, I had no idea uh, what my life was going to be like. I was a massage therapist and a snowboarder, all of a sudden I lost my legs. And so I had to just kind of create this new vision for myself. And so much of it just came down to having the belief, having the belief that I can do new things that I am worthy, that I am capable. And I feel like that's something that so much of us don't have, like even just doesn't even matter how successful you are. We all self doubt. And if we just come back to like our, our core belief that we are here for a reason, we all have a light to shine. We are worthy. We are capable. We are all born into this world with equal potential to live our best and most abundant lives. We just have to remember that. So it doesn't matter what circumstances we're facing. We just have to get back to our truth of what we know. And for me, that's what's guided me throughout my life because I knew that I could figure out a way to snowboard again. I didn't know how. So I love that you guys are talking about the how, but I always knew the why. So in every single thing that I've done, I didn't know how I'm going to snowboard again with two prosthetic legs. But I knew why I wanted to do it because it lit my heart up because it made me feel on fire. That was my fire. I was going to figure out a way. And so by knowing my why, the how figured itself out. And I feel like it's just so important that you guys are talking about this because also Gina talked about clarity and I feel like clarity is so important. So when I lost my legs, I was laying in bed and um, I had no legs. I was hooked to a dialysis machine. I was 19 years old. I was really sick. I was 83 pounds. And I, in my darkest days is when I got my clearest. That's when I thought of what do I not want for my life and what do I want for my life? And what I didn't want is people to feel sorry for me. What I didn't want is people to think of me as, oh, this girl with a disability. I didn't want to be this girl with a disability. So this allowed me to get really clear in what I did want. And what I did want is I wanted to walk gracefully. I wanted to help other people through my journey and I wanted to snowboard again. So that right there just wrote out my my path <laughs> to my future, which is I'm helping other people. I'm not going to be a victim and I'm going to snowboard again. I had no idea that would lead to being a three-time you know, Paralympic medalist. I had no idea it would lead to Dance with Stars, all this other stuff. So you don't know the how, but you know the why and the how will figure itself out. I mean... It's impossible to find words, right? To really hold. Yeah, we can all go home. The thing is that what you're saying is just so damn epic because Gina said it and then you just said it. And what you're really saying is, who says so? Who the hell says so? This thought in your head is going to tell you 
this is how it is. And you come along and go, really? Who says so? How about it can be maybe like this? And you start asking a question, which is, well, how would I do that? As opposed to a statement, I can't do it. This is why. Well, how would I? I heard this story the other day from Dr. Joe Dispenza. He was talking about Nelson Mandela. And he said, Nelson Mandela is a person I want to emulate because he stood in that prison cell for 10 years and then said, I'm in prison, I'm in prison, I'm in prison, I'm in prison, I'm in prison. Until one day he said, but what if I could get out of here? And that was the moment. He asked a question. What if I could get out of here? And then he said, what would I do? Well, the first step was, I'm going to start writing letters to the U.S. government. And he wrote it. And he wrote it again. And he wrote it again until the U.S. government started paying attention. And then he said, I'm getting out of here. They're coming for me. They told me they're coming. Who's going to lead this nation? No one's going to lead this nation. I'm out of prison, but no. what if I could lead this nation? New question. How would I lead this nation? Boom. A leader is born, right? That's you in the flesh, Amy Party. You are Nelson Mandela. You're on that level. Okay. Let's not, let's like not read a beater on the bush. From seeing one reality and going, I see you. I got it. I got it. You're all trying to convince me of it. Let's come on over here and ask a different question. Boom. Olympic gold medal. Boom. Right. That's unbelievable. And that paradigm shift. What an important tool. What an important lesson. I just think that when you are clear on what's in your heart and what's your truth and what you feel, you know, our heads get way. We get in our way before we ever get started. And actually, you guys mentioned something too about, or actually what Matthew McConaughey said about jumping in before you're ready. I mean, you really do have to commit before you're confident. I know a couple women here wrote, they just want to be confident. They just want to be confident over here in the chat box. You really do have to commit before you're confident. You have to decide that, well, if nobody else has figured this out, maybe I can be the one to do that. I have no idea what I'm doing. It's not like I have confidence in trying to snowboard with two prosthetic legs or confidence with starting a podcast or anything else that it may be. It's like you have to commit to it, do it, and then the confidence comes. The confidence comes as you learn and as you make mistakes and as you work through it. And so I think we stop ourselves before we even get started because we just go into this self-doubt of, well, I'm not worthy and I'm not good enough. And maybe there's a reason people don't snowboard with prosthetics, or you can go to a place of, wait a second, maybe it just takes somebody like me to figure this out. And then you get creative and then you find a way. All right. But let's go, let's go deeper because there's people who, even with that, even what you just laid out, which is literally like Sistine Chapel worthy gorgeousness. Okay. There are people who are going to say, but she's a unicorn and that's why she can do it. Let's go to the dark night of the soul. Let's go back to the episode you told me when you're on the mountain and your instructor's like, you're going to kill yourself on this mountain. And you said your legs were snapping off and you had to literally like crawl over in the freezing snow. Tell me about the moment when you were like, I think I might give up right now. And then you didn't. Let's go back to that moment because everyone's having those moments all the time, especially in COVID, especially now. And we want to know you're not a unicorn. And we want to know that you've had those moments where you're like, or what you told me about on Dancing with the Stars when there was that one week when you're like, I don't have the right feet to do this dance and I'm, I'm done. And then what did you do? You picked yourself up off the floor. So let's go back to one of those two moments and let's go back to how real that quitting felt and then how you turned that around. Yeah. I mean, so when I first decided to snowboard again, so I knew it was in my heart. 
I knew that this is what I wanted to do. It was my passion. So when I lost my legs, all I cared about was snowboarding again. Didn't care about walking again. I mean, I cared, but not as much as snowboarding. So I go up to the mountain, didn't have any special feet or equipment or anything, just kind of put my normal gear on like I had before. I remember walking in my boots, not being able to walk in the snow, completely falling as I was walking up to the chairlift. And then sitting on the chairlift and like, that is the first time it hit me. What if I can't do this? That was the first time it hit me. What if I can't do this? What if this doesn't work? So I get off the chairlift. I strap my board on. I stand up. I start going down the mountain and I, I, I felt okay on my heel side, but then I went to go to my toe side. My ankles wouldn't bend. I shot straight down the mountain. I hit this bump. I fell. My goggles went one way. My gloves went the other way. My legs still attached to my snowboard went flying down the mountain. Meanwhile, I'm still sitting on top of the mountain. There's a lady that screamed from the chairlift, which is like <laughs> the most you know devastating thing you want to see when you're learning to ski or snowboard is somebody break into pieces. And so my sister and my friend had to walk down, pick my snowboard up with my legs, walk them back up to me. And I remember being so discouraged and just thinking, this is obviously why you don't see people with two prosthetic legs snowboarding because it's not possible. I just proved it is not possible. But then I thought, what if I can figure out a way to keep these detachable body parts attached to my body? What if I can figure out a way to get these ankles to move in the way I need them to? Maybe I can do this. And that's when I learned that the borders and the obstacles in our lives can only do two things. One, stop us dead in our tracks or two forces to get creative. So that's what I did. But I'll tell you, I i mean, that was the beginning of my Olympic career, that right there. And that could have been the end of it, for sure, had I have just walked away. So for me, it forced me to get creative. It forced me to find a way. I had to make my own snowboard feet, which sounds crazy. And it's not like I was, you know, like over here welding, but I was calling manufacturers across the world, trying to figure out what different ankles and feet and toes they had. I was working on these feet at home, putting feet backwards and upside down and any way I could to get my ankles to move the way I need them to. And eventually I found, I, I created these feet that I could snowboard in. And I was like, aha, I can do this. <laughs> I just had to, first of all, have the passion to do it, but then just figure it out. Like that's, that's why when you get really clear and you know why you're doing something, that's when you get creative, you know? And if you go into a challenge with curiosity, like, Ah, like, like you said, Kathy, asking questions like, well, maybe I can do, well, how can I do this? Well, wait a second. Maybe there's a manufacturer out there that creates this. Maybe I just need to put things together different than anybody's really done before, but maybe that's possible. Then maybe I can do this. And so that was the beginning of my Olympic career, but that's, um, also just, you know, I think it, it carries throughout the rest of my life with everything I, I do. Anytime I go, clearly I'm not supposed to do this. You guys, I, didn't think that I could be a motivational speaker at, at all in my life. In fact, I gave up many times. And I remember calling my husband from a speech that I completely flopped at because I had, I just thought that words were going to come out and they didn't. And I stood on stage for 45 minutes, literally wanting to die. And I called my husband afterwards and said, I am not meant to be a speaker. I am not meant to do this. But then I got fired up. The same thing happened where I said, wait a second. Maybe I just need to learn some new skills. Maybe I need to just learn some confidence. Maybe I just wasn't prepared enough. And then I threw myself into speaking classes and courses and schools, 
ended up doing a TED talk and becoming a top motivational speaker. Like that think, you know, those are those critical moments where you could just give up and walk away. But those moments, you know, you've got those two options. You can say, I'm, this is not possible. This is not meant for me. I'm not worthy. I'm not made to do this. Or you take a step back. You remember your own self-worth that we all have the potential to live the most abundant, incredible lives. We all have that. We just have to get in touch with it. Like Gina said, we just have to allow it. And then you start to learn new skills and you think, oh, actually, I just kind of figured this out. And that, you know, then that leads to your most abundant self. Holy hell. I'm supposed to talk to her. Okay. So Amy, here's the thing. I want you to tell me how many people now have gotten up on a snowboard because you did it. Yeah. So because of that, my husband and I started a nonprofit called Adaptive Action Sports. So we train, at first we were doing recreational. Anybody who has a disability who wants to learn to snowboard on prosthetic legs or whatever it may be, we will help you. We literally sit there and create the equipment and get creative. And my husband's incredibly resourceful. And we figure out a way so that you can snowboard or skateboard or wakeboard or do the things that you love to do. But then now we also train the top Paralympians or the top athletes to make the U.S. snowboard team. So we push to get snowboarding into the Paralympic Games because that didn't exist. Now we we basically created the sport or helped to create the sport that's now a professional sport and completely taken off and doing its own thing. And people from around the world are snowboarding and um, and, you know, and living their best life. It's possible. But before that, before before I started snowboarding. I didn't see anybody who snowboarded with prosthetic legs. I think it really, I think people were out there for sure, but it really took, you know, taking the time to figure it out and then to share that with other people. And really, that's what you guys are doing. That's what all the ladies here are doing. All these mastermind ladies that I get to meet meet with, they figured things out and then they turned around and are sharing it with other people and helping other people. And that's actually when you become abundant. Don't you think, Kathy? Yeah. And it's so amazing because we will reach as human beings, we'll reach for the highest branch that we can see. And you know what you did, Amy, you put that branch way up in that tree and you said, here you go, everybody. And look how, how many people now do that because of you. I mean, what an incredible, not to mention all the people. And I, and this is what I, I want to pivot to this and we'll bring on our next person now. And I want to pivot into this because listen to me, you guys, and listen close. It's so easy to ridicule ourselves that even as you're this inspired right now and she's pouring life into you, there's going to be a part of you that's going to say, but look what she's done. I haven't done anything like this. And here's the other reason why she's so different than me because she's so epic in this. But I want you to understand, I really mean this. You might not have gotten up on a snowboard with two prosthetic legs, but you might have lost someone you loved and the next day had the ability to breathe it out. And that's amazing. You might have been nine years old and watched your father walk out the door and you went to school the next day. You might have been 15 and somebody who you loved, you know, you, I don't know, got rejected. And then you had the courage to get back up to bat and fall in love again when you were 22. That's something. Okay. That's something. We're all not going to be Amy Purdy, right? Like, everyone has a divine assignment. Don't you dare go now use that as a reason to again, undermine yourself because that is not what I'm here for. And I won't stand by it. Okay. But what I will do 
Now we're going to bring on somebody else because I want you to see that everyone's given a different assignment. So it's not about competing with her. There's no way you can because it's not your job to, right? It's your job to do your personal truth, to do your work, whatever your work is. Okay. So Allison, are you here? Say hi. All right. Hello. So here's an example of a human being who's, she's not an Olympic gold medalist. Nope. She's, um, she, she never won dancing with the stars. Okay. So she's got her own work. But what I love about it is let's talk about a real person living in middle America. I don't know. Do you call Utah middle America? It's not really. It's kind of the middle. Not really. Anyway, a human being living in this country, being a mom, not making so much money, it's kind of struggling a little bit and thinking, um, what if I could do something different? And so what did you do, Allison? You, you sold something in your house for like, you made 300 bucks and you're like, what if I could just keep going? And then you made a million and another million and another million. And there's people on this call who want financial abundance and they don't know how the heck they're going to get it. From your perspective, what the hell is stopping us from having financial abundance when you're living proof that literally in your home selling garbage, you can make a mountain out of a nothing, right? So what is that whole thing about? How do we wrap our head around that? Hi, welcome. Everybody, welcome. <laughs> Kathy, thank you so much for hosting this. Like hugs and kisses to you, Kathy. So I think it comes down to believing, truly believing that we can. So let me give you an example. So 5 a.m. rolls around. I've made the decision to get in shape, right? I'm going to get in shape. The next morning, 5 a.m. rolls around and my brain says, oh, Allison, but you're so comfortable in bed. Why would you get out of bed right now? It's comfortable. If you walk across the street, if you get in your car, you might get in a car wreck and die. And that's what our brain is meant to do. It's meant to keep us safe. And so as we say, okay, I'm going to go make a million dollars, your brain is going to try and talk you out of it because right here, right now, you're comfortable. And you have to learn how to turn your brain talking you out of off. Like you have to turn it off. And it takes practice. And for me personally, when I've made a decision, okay, I'm going to go make a million dollars or I'm going to go and make $40 million or whatever I decide to make, right? All those thoughts start coming in. I literally imagine me stepping on those thoughts and literally kicking them out of my brain. Because if my head is so full of those self-doubting thoughts. I don't have any room to actually move forward on the thing that I want to move on. And so roll it back to when I was a school teacher, well, any school teachers on, you, you make like peanuts, right? Like peanuts is like a special treat in our house when I was teaching. <laughs> and <laughs> I qualified for government assistance. And I remember looking at my life and I had one baby at the time. My husband was going to school full time. I qualified for government assistance. And I had to get another job just so I could pay for food. And I'm like, this is not the life I'm going to choose. No way. I am not going to do it. I'm going to figure out how to make a million dollars. I don't know how I'm going to do it. I don't know what I'm going to do. Back to what Gina was saying, right? Like why? So I could put food on my family's table. And I've said this quote before is not only did I want to put food on my table, but I wanted to have enough money to be able to put food on other people's table as well. Your sick neighbor, right? And so I didn't know what I was doing. So I just fiddled around with things, came upon e-commerce, 
I didn't even know what the word e-commerce meant at the time. I actually didn't even know what it was for like four years because it was such an ugly word. I was like, uh-uh, I have an online store. I am not e-commerce. <laughs> I don't know who came up with that word. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> But everything I read said that you had to have big money, big inventory. And I was like, I don't have any of that. By this time, I had four kids. And so like we were counting pennies. We were absolutely counting pennies at that time. And like I said, like we had enough. At, at this time, my husband was working. We had enough to eat. We just didn't have money to take care of other people. And so uh, I looked around <laughs> my home. It was like a makeshift office. It, wasn't even, it was like the corner of a room. And I had some crafting supplies there that were headed to the trash. And I looked at it and I said, I wonder if I could sell this stuff. So I put it up online and made two to $300. And I just proved to myself that I could make money, that I didn't have to have a boss give me money, that I could literally create money. And that was the biggest aha moment for me. It's not like, okay, Allison, you're going to start and you're going to make a million dollars today. And then I made $200 and I'm drastically disappointed and thought I was a failure. No, my goal was to learn how to make that first dollar online. That was it. And then I made two to 300. I felt like I had won the lottery. And then the second day I went, I sold something else. It was little gable boxes that hold, held cookies in it or something. And uh, tried to sell that, didn't sell any, nothing. Then the third day I tried, didn't sell anything. And I almost walked away. I almost gave up. I almost said, mm, no, this isn't working for me. But God came, gave me a nice kick up the backside and said, I just showed you it's possible. How dare you stop? You cannot stop. So the fourth day, I ended up getting up super early, putting another product on that I'd rummaged through my house to find, and we sold out. And it was at that moment that I had to decide, okay, am I going to do this? Even though it's a roller coaster, even though there's going to be days, minutes, seconds, <laughs> I'm like, I want to quit. I can't do this. I can't do this. Am I going to get in that roller coaster ride? And I had to make a decision then. And so with God pushing me, saying, you got to do this. I decided to get in and then I also decided to make him my business partner. And every single day we showed up, whether I was sick, whether I had a cold, whether I had some type of kid's bodily fluid on my sleeve. I don't even know. You guys, if you have babies, you know, you know. <laughs> and I showed up for seven years. We sold, okay, so from trash to seven years later, we sold over $40 million in product. And by that time, I'd sold the business. But guess what? I still didn't know if I was good enough. Isn't that crazy that Satan still had power and still has power over me? So I had to go and I had to create three more multi-million dollar businesses. The whole thing about Amy talking about how you have to like move forward to get that confidence. Oh, I needed to have a lot. And God was like, come on, Allison, you got to get this because you're going to be teaching thousands of women how to start an online store. And I'm like, oh, no, no, no. I started e-commerce so I could hide behind my computer. I'm uh-uh, like, I'm going to hide behind my computer. Let me sell cupcake liners. I don't want to sell Allison. I don't want to put my makeup on today. <laughs> let me just hide. Um, but okay, then I have to, let me reel it all back. All those accomplishments, like so, so grateful. So grateful that I listened to the tiny voice. The tiny voice that said, Allison, you can't give up. 
you do not have an option. You've got to keep going. I think of all, like all the accomplishments, um, that I've had, my most, like the best one I've ever had was I actually showed my daughters how they can create money. When I went to school, I didn't have an option, right? College was the only thing. Get your degree, go get a job. And so I actually taught my daughters how to start an online business and they sold over six figures before they uh, were in high school. Now they're going out into the world because, all right, building an online business, Kathy, Amy, Gina, like everybody that's on here, uh, Allie, Bree, Jill, like we had to, yes, money's the thing, but the confidence that grows when we step into that thing is powerful. And I've watched my daughters go from really awkward in front of people to now I've got one daughter standing on a stage of 6,500 people and she doesn't even sweat. And I'm like, oh girl, teach me your ways, teach me your ways. And so it just gave, like, I believe that's so powerful because my girls now know they have options in life. And I think like we have to prove that. Uh, the people around Amy right now, they know they can do amazing things because Amy has showed them the way, right? Kathy's done amazing things. We lean into her, we listen to her, we quote her like nonstop quoting all the time because they're so good. And she showed us the way. And anyway, like I, you guys know, I, I sit in gratitude so much, so much. Uh, and I think gratitude is a big, huge thing too. If we can be grateful for where we are at, and not compare ourselves, like what Kathy was saying, and, and be grateful for where we're at. Squash those thoughts of not starting, making up excuses out of our head. It just leaves so much space, like Gina was talking about, for the abundance that needs to come in. Oh my God in heaven. Two things, and then we're going to move to Britt because I know Britt has to hop off because it's her husband's 40th birthday today and she has a whole thing planned. Um, but before we do that, I just want to say back to you, Allison, two things. One, I love this line. Like I decided to make God my business partner. Hell yes. Yeah. Call it whatever you want. If God's not a comfortable word, whatever the great intelligence is of this life, that's beautiful. And then this whole thing about when you said, on day four, this lesson of Allison, I've given you an example of how this works. So how dare you tell me this doesn't work, right? It's like, let's look for the evidence of yes. what has been the miraculous in our life. And I love in Gina's book, which you should all get how she says, like, that's all source knows is magical, magnificence, miraculous. Like, we're the ones like, I don't get it. How would it work out? And you look at any sunset, any part of this world, and it's abundant and glorious. You know what I mean? Get out of the how. Get out of the look at look for the evidence. I love when you said that. I'm gonna show you the evidence. It already worked. All right, Britt, are you here? Say hello. Hello, hello, hello. Look at you, you're not in your car. Oh my god. Well, I'm happily COVID negative, just so everyone's aware. Yes. Um, I didn't have symptoms. I have to drive to LA tomorrow to do it big shoot and everyone has to be negative. Well, that was shoot, so yeah. generous of you to be COVID tested. All right. So because you have to go, I want to pivot into this because it's a, it's a similar story, right? It's a similar story, but with a slightly different method. And, and the method for you was how can I become like a go-to like person creating content and create a huge, huge, glorious, amazing community of people around what was nothing? Like you turned nothing and you made something from nothing, right? And it's incredible. I remember when I was mentioned in Britain Co, 
I, I felt like the New York Times like mentioned us, like not, not a joke, not a joke. This is years before you and I met. So tell us what on earth possessed you to have that vision and then how the heck you can teach people that they should know that that's possible in their own version of that, whatever that is. Yeah. So hi guys, I'm Britt, founder of Britt and Co. And you know, I think it's so funny because we as women are constantly searching for who are we? What am I supposed to do? What's my purpose? And the reality is we were born with that and we were that when we were little girls. And I would bet you, if you go back and think about your like seven to 12 year old self and the things you love to do and the things people said you were good at and the, the even the people you looked up to, like I was literally 12 and I set my alarm at 7 a.m. in the mornings to watch the Today Show because I loved Katie Couric. Like, that's ridiculous. Like, no 12-year-old girl, especially in summer, should set their alarm at 7 a.m. And, like, I I followed all these people. I loved I loved technology. And I, I took computer science classes in the, like, 90s, which is crazy. Um, but I also loved decorating and crafting and inventing and, like, all of these things were there. I was a cookie seller of the year as part of the Girl Scouts. Like it was there. It was so obvious looking back, you know, now 20, 30 years later, but like, I love tech. I love creativity. Guess what Britain Co is, you guys? The combination of tech meets creativity. Like I loved learning how to do things. I loved inventing things. Like, guess what? I'm an entrepreneur that invents things and teaches women how to do things. Like, it's not that hard. Like, who were you then? Who are you now? And I think the big question is, what is the obstacle you've overcome during that timeline? For me, and I know, I know many of you, some of you even in this girl group have suffered with a family member who's had a big mental health problem. And like that shadowed my childhood. My mom was sleeping in a dark room for most of my childhood and constantly whenever we did talk, you know, I constantly heard, I'm not good enough. I'm not pretty enough. I could never do that. I don't know. I don't think I can even learn how. And that pissed me off so much as a little girl that now today as a 34 year old woman, my life's mission is to help every one of you realize you can do that. You are good enough. You are pretty enough. Like you are in charge of your career and your life and everything you want it to be. Like all of these women have said, and so Britain Co. started um, with all of that at heart. And I think the other thing to know is like specifically on creativity, just to hit on that for a second, like we've pulled women now almost every year for 10 years and consistently 70 to 80% say that they're not creative people. And I think that's just bullshit. Like, I think you're all lying to yourselves that like you have to be an artist to be creative. Like that's just, that's not true. Like, any of you, when you were seven years old, would pick up a paintbrush, I guarantee you, and just go to town and just start telling stories and like want to play with your girlfriends and like dress up together and be like the most creative little girls you like you could. And so what is stopping you now as an adult from doing that and letting down your guard? And I think it's an analogy for how you're approaching the world about anything that's hard. Like, it's the same thing we've all been talking about. And it's just like this veil over you that's afraid to come out and play. Like, why can't we just play? Like, why can't it just be fun? We don't have to show it off. Like, let's just play. And so 
So one, one fun thing I did a couple of years ago, I realized I was caught in this trap too, like, which is ironic, right? This is like what I preach. I was doing the same thing kind of every day. I was running the company, like growing, blah, blah, blah. And I realized like I hadn't evolved. Um, like I, I made a bucket list when I was 18 that I'll read for you right now. So I, I have it on my Facebook profile still to this day. Since, since I was like in college, I wrote this. Here's what I was going to do in life. Travel, work at a world-class company, start a company, invent something that will change the world, write a screenplay, milk a cow, marry an incredible man, meet Oprah, swim with sharks, memorize a book of the Bible, meet the man from the movie commercials, start more businesses, fly a plane, be the coolest mom on the block, sell my own clothes, travel more, innovate and create more, do other cool stuff I haven't thought of yet, then fade out. That's what I wrote when I was 18. I have accomplished almost all of those things, you guys. Yes, including meeting Oprah. And that was epic. And we can talk about it later. But like, how cool. I'm rewriting a new one right now. Because like, that shit's done. And and two years ago, when 2018, I was like, okay, what are the, what are the other things I want to learn and do? And I wrote a list of 52. And I was like, fuck it. Let's just like, instead of one year's resolution, I'm going to do one of these things every week for this year. And like, I'm going to put it all out there on Instagram and everyone's going to see it. So I'll be accountable for actually doing it. And like, I'm going to learn something new every week. And because the reality is like, what if there's something out there that you haven't tried yet because you're scared, but you're actually really good at? Like, I always wondered, like, am I actually supposed to be like a pro golfer? Like, I've never really golfed. Like, maybe I am. Like, maybe I'm really good. And so, (laughs) so I did this thing called Give It a Week. It's all on Instagram. It's in my highlights. If you want to go see it, I'm just at Brit. But like, I tried 52 things and like tens of thousands of women started doing this with me. And like the amazingness that happens when you just say, fuck it. And like, go do like, I'm going to do, I'm going to learn guitar for the next week. And once a day for seven days, I'm going to practice guitar. I've never played guitar before. I actually could play a song at the end of a week. Like it's amazing. It's amazing how good you can get at something if you just repeat it for seven days. And what it taught me was that like, we can all get good at this thing, whatever we want to be. Like, you want to be a professional snowboarder? Maybe you could be like, <laughs> who knows? Why don't you try it once a day for seven days and see? And so, so I just wonder for all of you out there, like, is there one thing you could pick that you've not tried? It could be a creative thing. It could be like a, something you want to learn about. It could be, I went blonde for a week just to try that on. Not obviously didn't keep it, but like, what's a thing that scares you that you could try every day for seven days? And, and to be honest, like that has been like, that's like the culmination of just like the energy I want to give to the world. So like as adult women, get out of your way, stop repeating the same thing every day. Did you know that your mind, when you do the same thing, you drive the same route, you do the same exact schedule every day, like life goes by so much faster because you're not creating new neuron connections in your brain. When you literally drive a different way to work, I mean, for those of you going to work or do different routines, different schedules every day, like you're creating all these new connections and the days seem longer and you feel like you're getting more done. And so like, why not try to mix it up a little bit and stop being in your habitual pattern that you've probably been in for so many years now? Okay, I'm done now. Thanks. (laughs) Oh my God, it's so good. And I love, love, like give it a week. It's just so brilliant. And the thing is about the crux of of who you are and and what you just said is it goes back to when you said, but every one of you, like when you were seven, you love picking up a paintbrush, right? And so what is it that's stopping you? 
And, you know, I asked this question to Julia Cameron, who wrote this book called The Artist's Way. And I had her on my show and I said, do you really think that everyone is creative? And, you know, she wrote that book for her ex-husband, Martin Scorsese, who was about to give up on being a film director because he made a movie early in his career that nobody liked. And so he thought that maybe that meant he wasn't meant to do it. I think it turns out it's a good idea. He stuck with it. But the thing is that she said, you know, Kathy, you know why people gave up their creativity? Because when the, when you are seven or five or whatever, you look at those classrooms of those kids and, and they allow themselves to be messy, right? There's paint in their hair, there's paint on their nose and it's okay. And then what I think happens, Britt, is that I think all of us, somewhere along the way, we believe that we have to earn love by being perfect. And so we have to get the A and we're terrified to do anything unless it's perfect. And what I love about you is this full-on permission with a capital P, like, try it, give it a week. Like, it's cool. Like, whenever I have a conversation with you, like, within seven minutes, you come up with 49 new ideas. And the reason your brain even allows you to open the lid on those ideas is because you're saying to yourself, like, let's just try it. Let's just try it. Let's just see what happens. And what's happened? Oh, like millions of people follow you online. It's one of the most popular like sites ever. Because like, here's a girl who was like, let's just try it. You know what I mean? Like, let's just try it. So I want you all to do me a favor, take out a pen and paper. And I want you to write yourself a permission slip and just say like, dear Molly, dear Trisha, dear Elizabeth, dear Kathy, like I give you permission to be a C student and sign your name. I give you permission to play, to be messy, sign your name, write yourself a permission slip. Because for God's sakes, you guys, every person that you look up to, it's everything that we're saying. They don't have the answers. They just go ahead and do it. Yeah. And I want to transition into talking to Allie, because what I think, Allie, you're such an ambassador for is the allowing yourself to be who you freaking are. And the thing that scares people the most, even more than snowboarding, is going live on Instagram, like speaking, like just being themselves. Like it's terrifying, right? We know that's the number one fear in this country. Like, you know, they'd rather be in the box than give the eulogy kind of thing. Will you just kind of share with us like what on earth gives you the courage when you were back in the day, didn't even have enough money to buy tampons and you just decided, you know what? F it. Like I'm doing this. And as I see it, what really built your business is you connecting with other humans and them going, she's real. She's like me. I relate to her. And how did they know that? Because you allowed yourself the biggest thing of all, which is to be visible. And you started going live and it didn't matter if four people were there or 14. Let's talk about that. Because if people could walk away today with some strength to do that, it, it really is, I think, the secret to building any business. Let's talk about that. Yeah, for sure. And I think this also goes in line with kind of what our theme has been so far. One thing that like I've really learned that I is like one of my mantras is I just need to know the what and the why and the how is not my responsibility. And so at the beginning, when I was like, okay, it's unacceptable. Like I'm no longer available to not be able to buy feminine products for my freaking period. Like I this is like, no. I knew like what I wanted and why I wanted it much like Allison explained, but I didn't know how. And the thing is, is like the how will kind of just divinely download. If you keep that channel clear and you decide like I'm here and I'm willing to learn and I'm really willing to try anything. 
And so Periscope was like so cool at the time. It was everything. And everyone's like courses about Periscope and all this stuff. And so I was like, okay, I'm just going to go on Periscope and just show up. And like sometimes there was like a kid in the background, like streaking. Sometimes like I went live once, like just like in my bathroom, like while my kid was like taking a dump, like obviously I didn't show my kid because I'm not a freak, but like it happened. And just whatever needs to be done. Like I did, I just that divine download of like, I'm just going to go live. And like what you said, Kathy is true. And I remember I didn't read that exact thing that people would like rather do anything than speak publicly. But I had read a study that was talking about live streaming and how it was the next big thing. And it's a shame because nobody's willing to do it. So it was like, okay, well, I am I'm like, I, I guess I am like, I, I will try. And I didn't even feel like worthy of being seen though. Like, we're, like, what do I even have to say? But I just decided like, well, I've been blogging for a few years, like just for free and for fun. Like I'll just repurpose those posts and like kind of just talk about my experience and my story of with simplifying and getting all the shit out of my way so I can focus on my kids. And I showed up every single day. I committed to 30 days and ended up going every single day for like 99 days or something crazy. And then like I took a break one day because I was like, I don't know, my period or something. And I just needed to. Then I kept going and I went live like every day for so long. And then that turned into Facebook Live and Instagram Live, which is my favorite and tends to be a little bit more positive. But the, the point is, is like if people are afraid to show up, that's a hole. Why wouldn't you step in and fill it? Like, what are you afraid of? You can get off. You know how many times I faked bad internet connection and just got off? <laughs> it was like embarrassing. And then deleted it and was like, I don't know what happened. <laughs> really sorry. I Like, just lie. Who cares? Like, just show up. Just show up and like, it'll probably be fine. And if you, if it's not like, even at this level, like there's only like when I'm actually live, like a couple hundred people there. Like, it's not a big deal. Like, just get off. It's always like it, everything is figure outable, right? Marie Polaro always says that. So, for me, I don't need to understand the how. I don't need to have a clear path. I don't need to be even feeling worthy of what I'm about to do. I'll figure it all out as I go and just dive in. And then, as the limiting beliefs come up, I just take a baseball bat and like try to knock them out of the park as I'm walking forward and like actually doing the thing. And when you are so brazen and you do the thing that's making you crap your pants because you're so scared, like people, you're vulnerable and you're raw and people connect with that. So I think the idea that we have to have it all perfectly planned out is actually what holds us back from connecting. Then you go live and you do the hard thing, but you had it so perfectly planned out, like you missed an opportunity for divine inspiration. So good. And Allie, so that they they understand what what I love about all these women that are in this circle with us is that we all do different things, right? We all like made our fortune, whatever you want to say from from different things. And with you, you have these like courses. And it's hard to really get it, you guys. But I want I want you to tell them what happened, Allie, because she made a course, I believe I'm, I'm, I don't know if I'm speaking out of turn, 37 bucks from a $37 course. Is that how much it was? Yeah. yeah. From a $37 course, she turned that into seven figures. That's insane, right? Like who the heck can get the when and the how on that one, right? It's like, but can you just speak that out? Like what happened? Because it shows people a possibility again. 
And that might be each one of us on this call has different things we do. And, and maybe that's something that other people want to do, but they don't really grasp the possibility of it. Yeah. And I think that's why you have to like, like you guys were saying, just jump in and get messy and just play and just start and just decide that it's going to happen. Like just decide. And then the way and the how will figure itself out as you go. But like there were several big, you know, failures that I experienced before that course. Um, and even like that course and the price is just a perfect mirror to show how unworthy I felt of anything. So like that's on my price now. But it was then though. And it I made more than my husband made at his job. Like I in an hour, like I you figure out, but at first I had to write the ebook. And I thought like, everyone's going to buy this. This is going to be so amazing. And it flopped. So then I self-published the book and it still flopped. I couldn't even like take my family out to ice cream with the book money. Like it just sucked. Now that book is sold on Amazon for like $650 because I stopped producing it and it's signed by me and somebody has it. Like you don't know what's going to happen. And if I hadn't done this thing and then this thing and this thing and just like messy shit show dove in freaking out grasping everything like god guide me then i would never have landed on courses and i needed to land on courses because of the lifestyle i want to live like my business my my business needs to fit into my lifestyle not the other way around and i want to be with my kids like i want to take them snowboarding and playing in the at the beach and i want to travel and i want to be able to move at the drop of the hat kathy i know you and i have that in common like False alarm, I'm actually moving across the country today. <laughs> like, we're just like that. Like, we bought a camper on the side of the road and renovated it and made it like Brit and Co. Pinterest worthy and then turned in it for nine months. Like, who does that with four kids, a dog, and a cat? Like, I don't know, but I want to live my life. I don't care about sitting at the desk and figuring out problems. I don't care. So, I wouldn't have found courses if I hadn't done all that stuff. And courses are passive. I can take what is my story and my genius and put it into videos and for forever be making money and it's changing lives. Like somebody on Pinterest today will find my courses out of the blue and it'll be so new to them. And I'm in my home office three years ago, changing their life while I'm like, you know, sitting in the backyard by my pool. This is, like this business is brilliant for me in my life. And then from there, you just keep working on that money mindset and keeping on like going to the next level. It's not more work. It's more people being reached. It's coming from a place of servitude. And like Allison said, I want to help other people. I want to adopt. I want to feed more families. I want to do all these things. And it's not like, so how can I work harder to be worthy of that? It's how can I use what I've already done and live in this sit back, let it be easy, let it flow. The how is not my responsibility lifestyle. And let the money from what has already been done come like flow bigger. So good. So good. So good. It's amazing. And it just, it, it starts to really sink in you guys. I think the more that, you know, you're all sitting here witnessing this and you get, it's an energetic transaction. What people are buying from you, whatever the heck it is, whether Allison is selling trash, which by the way, she never sells trash. It's like cute pillowcases or but whatever. She's calling it stuff that she found in her house, right? It was that in the beginning. But whether you're selling stuff or you're selling a course or you're whatever, it's the energetic vibration. People just want in on that. And that's what you're seeing. Everybody has gone through that dark night of the soul, right? A passage where it's like, okay, it's not my job on the how and I'm going to get courageous and do this thing. The cost of admission to success is the courage to go ahead and do the thing. 
And then people around you go, whatever that is, whatever she's drinking, did you cut your hair? Do you look, you look different? It's like, I don't know. I just want that energy around me. It's amazing. Jill, come say hi. OMG. So Miss Jill, so the thing with you, again, we've all done different incarnations of living our own truth, which is so, so neat. And for you, what I just love is you're such a gangster when it comes to like just <laughs> gathering humans together. And the first I knew about you is like you had this massive membership and then you pivoted that into something else. And now you do pop-up groups, but it's like whatever you do, it's like it is the party. It's the place where everybody wants to be. But there was a time where you weren't doing that. So what the heck made you do that? And why do you think that people listening should think that that's possible to create that kind of a party online. One, I'm the worst employee you could ever have. So I had no other option. Like I'm the worst person you could ever have work for you. I was a bartender for 10 years. And by the end, I was the angriest bartender you could get served by. So it was always just in me. I just always wanted to have control. I always wanted to call the shots in my own life. I hate being told what to do. If you follow human design, I'm a manifester. We're like the spark. And so I don't do well with people telling me what to do. But I just first want to say like, for all the women here, I mean, I'm like jittery, I'm buzzing with how many women are all in here right now. And getting to know these mastermind sisters that I've spent the last few months, like, I'm just so grateful that we made this happen. It all started with you, Kathy. So you always say like, I'm a gangster of connection, bro, reel it in, you are the queen. So um, mad respect to you. I, I kind of wanted to I'll share my story, but I also just wanted to kind of touch base with everyone who's watching because it's so easy to hop on a call like this and feel so amped up and so inspired and be like, Oh my God, Amy can do it. And Kathy can do it. Allie can do it. And Allison can do it. And Brick can do it. And I, Oh, can I do it? And we start getting in our head, right? How many of you have ever thought you attend a zoom call like this? And you're like, I'm on fire. And then the minute the call ends and you're like, I'm a smoldering mess. <laughs> or how many times has anyone ever compared themselves to another entrepreneur online, right? Like I should be further ahead by now, or she makes it look so easy or she's prettier than me. She's younger than me. She's smarter than me. She has more help. She has a bigger audience. It's, you know, she gets everything or what happens if I launch and no one buys it? Or what happens if someone calls me out? Or what happens if someone trolls me online? I'm looking through the comments right now. And I can see just like all the yeses, right? And it's so easy to get in your head. And I, <laughs> I live this myself. It's so easy to get in your head and tell yourself negative stories about yourself. It's so easy to say negative shit about yourself to yourself. And I had a moment with the Mastermind Sisters last week where I was telling myself a story. I'm not smart enough. Who am I to do this? So for background, I am one half of Screw the 9 to 5. I started this brand with my husband uh, seven years ago. And for all seven years, <laughs> I've been saying that he's the smart one. He's the coach. He's the teacher. And only recently I have I pulled the trigger on an idea that I've had for nearly two years called Millionaire Girls Club. And with that, I had all the feels, right? Who am I to do this? Josh has been the teacher for so long. Why would I strike out and do my own thing? And it's so funny because we compare ourselves endlessly to other people right? Hands up in the comments if you've ever compared yourself to other entrepreneurs online, right? And what I want you guys to hear and what I want to remember for myself as I go into this new venture is 
it's not about not comparing yourself, right? Because that that's always going to happen, right? It's about learning how to not take those comparisons seriously anymore. It's about learning how to not make them mean something. It's about learning how to not internalize them. It's about learning how to not make that the capital T truth of what's holding you back, right? So it's not about not comparing yourself. It's just about loosening the vice grip that that has on you being able to move forward. And I share this because I need this story right now as I go through and make moves that I never thought I would make in my business. And I just want to echo that when you focus on what you don't have or the absence or I'm not smart enough or I'm not as pretty or I'm not thin enough or I'm not good on video or I'm not young enough or I'm not techie enough or I'm not an expert, I don't have an audience or whatever that's going to be for you. I want you to realize in that moment that you're in a negative thought spiral. And it's not about like immediately switching that to like thinking positively. I actually think that's like bullshit advice, right? Oh, just think positively. It's really hard to do that when you're in the moment of a negative spiral, right? So instead, and if anyone's ever been in a boot camp with me, I talk about this all the time. It's not about thinking positively. It's about acknowledging the negative shit you say about yourself to yourself and consciously choosing to not say it out loud. It's about minimizing negativity. And if you can start to do this, and this is where awareness comes in and clarity and all these things that we have been talking about on this session, that awareness around the thoughts you think about yourself and the beliefs you hold about yourself and the truth you assign to all of this, it's about becoming consciously aware of that. And then in the moment when you're about to say, I'm not smart enough, or I shouldn't be doing this because, or any of the stories that you tell yourself about yourself. It's about catching that in the moment, catching it and canceling it. If you're a weirdo like me, you will say cancel out loud. Like I say cancel out loud, regardless of where I am, because I'm so committed to the process. And if you can do that, if you can start building this micro habit where you start catching these thoughts in the moment and canceling them and consciously choosing to not say them out loud, you will start to reverse all of these negative stories you have about yourself that are keeping you from playing a bigger game that are keeping you from dreaming bigger. I remember after Allison's thing, I saw someone say, you know, I want to make a million dollars by 50, maybe even two. And I was like, then go for two, homie. Right. We go for two. We like set Googles. I call them Googles. Google has this thing in their business where they set goals and they say that 50% of them should have a 50% chance of failing. And if they aren't, if they are hitting their goals, they aren't dreaming big enough. So what would that look like for you to step into that place of allowing yourself to get it wrong, taking this messy action, right? Because it's so easy to feel fired up on a Zoom call like this. It's so easy to like comment and be like, yeah, I'm feeling it. I'm going to go do it. But what would it look like for you to take that messy action and be okay with getting it wrong? Be okay with people just seeing you go after it, right? Because that is how you're going to figure it out. Like if you aren't willing to get it wrong, how the F are you ever going to learn how to get it right? And so I think it really starts with these like micro habits, these micro promises that we start keeping to ourselves, right? We talk about confidence. Well, confidence doesn't just happen. That comes from courage. And that the courage comes from making and keeping promises to yourself. And so if I could leave this Zoom chat with one thing, it would be one, getting clear on the stories you're telling yourself about yourself. Two, having the awareness so that when those come up again, and they will, catch it in the moment. 
And if you're a weirdo like me, you'll say cancel because we're committed. <laughs> and then three, be okay with taking messy action and falling on your face and, and having people watch you fail, right? Because that's really the thing. Most of us would be happy to fail in private because we'd be like, thank God no one saw that. <laughs> but what if you put it out there and we're okay with watching, having people watch you fail? Because you know that you're taking an action that most people wouldn't, right? Most people won't have the courage to step up and change their lives. Most people won't take messy action because they're stuck in the perfectionism, which is rooted in fear. So what would it look like for you to lean into that and become the type of person, become the type of chick who gets everything she wants? That starts with you having courage. So I just wanted to put that out there. So good. And I actually think we should do something with it right now. So take out a pen and paper. Mm. And what I want you guys to do is that was so good, Jill, and I want them to get a taste of it right now. So I want you guys to each put on the paper an emotion that you feel too often that you're sick of. And I know you might want to put three down, but you could just pick one for now. It could be fear, sadness, overwhelm, um, unworthiness, just pick one and write it write down that feeling that feeling that you just are so over feeling like when it comes, it just derails you and, and you write it down, right? Okay. Maybe you write fear, maybe you write unworthiness. And now I want you to write down two or three things that you think when you feel that way. What are the two or the three of the thoughts that accompany that feeling when you're afraid? Do you think, see, this shows I can't do this. I'm who am I? Like, what do you write? Like when you're feeling unworthy, what comes up when you're feeling overwhelmed? What comes up? No one's there for me. I'm on my own. Like what comes up? Write it down. Like, let's really look at this because what we start to become unconscious of, we can start to create that neuroplasticity in our minds and we can start to prune away the stuff that's not serving us. And we can start to fire and wire new thoughts and new feelings until we start to become different. And then therefore we have a different experience of life because we think different and we feel different. And this is so important what she's saying. So write it down. And now you got it. You got an emotion. And do you have a few thoughts, a few thoughts that accompany that emotion that you really don't enjoy? Now draw a line underneath that. And then underneath that line, I want you to write two or three thoughts that might be different. That might be so much more fueling and empowering than those other thoughts. So if you wrote, I'm all alone in the world, maybe you write, I'm not alone in the world, you know, like I've got this person, this is evidence, or I have God in my, my corner or the universe or whatever you want to write down. If you're starting to say like, I'm not enough, maybe you write down, I'm more than enough. You know what I mean? If you write down, I'm too young, you write down, maybe the opposite is like my age, my youth gives me, okay, I don't have the life experience, but I've got enthusiasm. So that's an amazing gift. You know, you wrote down, I'm too old. Maybe you write down because I'm on that side of this coin. I have more experience. I have more wisdom, right? So what are new thoughts that you can write down that you can replace that other stuff with? And then you guys, here's the thing. Here's the thing that I really want you to hear. And Gina, I love you because you you made, I was on her podcast, which you should all listen to. And she made a little audio clip. And this was the one she pulled out. And I love that you pulled it out because I was like, oh, that's such a thank you. That's such a cool thing that I was able to hear back that I said. And this is what I said to her. I said, you know what, Gina? I said, the thing is, what we're after, it's not the money anyway. It's not the the stuff. It's not the any of it. Even the relationship that we want, even the kids, all that stuff. Do you know what we why we want it? We want the emotional payoff of that. We want to be with that guy because we want to feel love and we want to feel connection. Why do we want the money? Because we want to feel freedom. We want to feel abundant, right? We want to feel, why do we want this award? We want to feel worthy. Okay, so let me ask you a question. Why on earth 
Would you wait for something in your life to happen in order for you to have the emotional payoff of that? Why wouldn't you give that to yourself every damn morning? Why wouldn't you write down the emotional payoff you want and then give it to yourself? What would it feel like to sit on a cushion every morning and say, what does worthiness feel like? I'm going to feel worthiness. What does love feel like? I'm going to feel love because I am love. What does abundance and freedom feel like? I'm going to feel into that and I'm going to feel that feeling. And then you know what starts to happen? You start to have that emotional payoff and you don't get up until you have that feeling in the morning. And then you just go watch what happens to your day when you broadcast that into the world. You just watch how much abundance comes in. You watch how much love comes in, right? Because you are love, right? So this is the work. This is the job. Good stuff. Okay, now, this is a great question. This is a great question. I, I get this question all the time. So I know this is a question a lot of people have. So I'm throwing this out to my girls. Whoever wants to jump in, go for it. And the question is, how the heck do I choose an idea? How do I pick something when there's a million things that I could choose and how do I know what the hell to choose? Does anyone want to answer this? I have a thought. So I think the first thing to do is just do a brain dump. Like, is there a skill that you're really, really good at? Is there a skill that you could get paid to do, to a service you could provide with that skill? Like, how could you make money with the skills? Get it all out of your head. Like, just dump it out. And then more like passion, activity, interest-based ideas. Like, what are you obsessed with? What fills your Instagram and Pinterest feeds? Because you like can't get enough. And like, everyone knows like you're that girl. What lights you up? What can you not get enough of? If a close friend were describing you, like she would include this passion, this obsession, this interest or activity, like in her description of you. And then the third type of business is a story-based business, which is like my business is like a story-based business. So my business was born out of my story. So what like Amy's business too, like what's your story? Is there a particular theme that you see running through your life? Is there a particular lesson you had to learn to get where you are that you could essentially offer people the shortcut or inspiration while they go through the hard thing? Those are the three things that I found can be super helpful. And like getting all of that out, just like let step into the creativity flow and like get it all out of your head and then look at it and you can kind of break down like which of these things makes you like beam forward because you're like, I want to do that. Like I am freaking out. I want to do that. And the other things might be good ideas, but you're kind of like, meh. Or like if you contracted the idea versus like expanding at the idea, you can kind of step into that creative flow, get it all out and then feel into what it is that's really coming up for you. That's like the three second version. But I hope love that it. Someone. Another question that's coming up here, which is a really good question is how do you discern if the business is validated? Like if it's something you should keep going with, not just like picking an idea, but like, am I dumb to keep going? Or like, is there a way for me to know, like, I'm not wasting my time. I'm on the right path. Does anyone want to answer that? I think it's just like looking around, see, is anyone else selling something that's aligned with this? Or are there people who are building businesses, brands, audiences around this kind of thing? I think a lot of people get stuck in the overthinking. It has to be unique. It has to be different. It has to never been done before. But your idea isn't the millions, just so we're all aware of that. Your execution is what matters. And your style and your flavor and your personality and your uniqueness, it's not the idea and it's not the thing. It's your execution of that idea and you leaning all the way the F into it to give your style, your flavor, your voice, your perspective and your take on it. So please don't get wrapped up in the, oh, I need this to be different. I need it to not be in a saturated market. A saturated market's actually a really great sign 
that there's a lot of people who want what it is you want to offer. And I think a lot of people get in their heads around that. And the overthinking and analysis paralysis is what stops and kills more dreams more than you just trying to get the right idea. Um, I also think that like I had a really, really famous business guru tell me that my idea was not good on a live stream. And he's a dude, so we can't really blame him because he doesn't get what I do at all. But um, I think too, like it's not if you feel it, like what are you like go back to your feelings. Like as women, like I think this is our strength, that intuition. Like, what do you feel if you feel really lit up about it? I often find that it's not the business idea that needs to change, it's the way you're marketing it and communicating about how you serve who you're serving that needs to kind of be fine-tuned as you go. Yeah, and I'll just say. Oftentimes, the most impressive things begin really in an unimpressive way. And it is important to understand that the difference between a hobby and a business is that if it's a business, someone's paying you. If it's a hobby, it doesn't matter if somebody else wants it. But if it's a business, you guys are on the right track. Someone does need to want it. And so what we need to do is we need to be in a feedback loop with a few humans. Start unimpressive. Start just talking to like three people. Go on your own personal Facebook. Does anybody want vegan cupcakes? Start there. Like then DM three people. Like, would you want to come over and try it? And then listen, right? Business is radical empathy. It's radical empathy. Why does Amazon dominate? They're grabbing your data constantly. Like, what do you want? No, what do you want? No, what do you want? What is Netflix doing? What What are you watching? What are you watching? I'm not going to like shove something at you, right? And try to put marketing behind it. I want to listen. I want to lean in and listen. So it's important to really listen and to validate products and services and courses that way. And also, it's important that when you're doing that, while you're on the way to doing that, you're really understanding that if you're solving a problem, you're going to make money, right? So you need to know what problem you solve. And remember that people don't want to buy the process. They want the transformation. They want the results. So if you're not selling, it's not because you need to lower your price. Most likely, it's because you're not clear on the value that you deliver. And what that's going to entail, and then we'll get to the next question because it goes right into it. It's going to entail aggressive confidence. It's going to entail that you are willing to fly your flag and not apologize for the, the mug that you're going to sell and go live and be like, I have a course. I have a mug. I have a thing. And you know, it's like, I have a thing. And yes, it's going to be awesome for you. Let's go. Right. Like they need to feel energetically that you are clear on what the result is. And how do you know what that result is? You need to promise based on what they tell you they need. Right. And you build it around that. So here's a question for all the ladies here in my mastermind group. Gina, we haven't heard from you since the beginning in case you want to take this one, but it goes for anybody, whoever wants to chime in. The question that people are asking is, but how the heck do I get over my imposter syndrome? How do I even begin to do this because I, I feel like such a fraud? Anyone want to take that? Sure, I'll jump in. I would like to invite the entire woman entrepreneur community to never use the word imposter syndrome or fraud again. I, I'm just gonna be honest, it's such an eye roll to me because when you look up the definition of a fraud, it's like someone pretending they went to Harvard Medical School to be a surgeon and then said, I can operate on you and cut you open. Even like that is what a fraud is. There isn't any woman, and I've met a lot of them that have ever come close to that. And yet it's dangled around like this badge of shame that just stops women before. So like in the divine living community, we don't even use the word because every word has a vibration. There's nothing fraudulent about you. You get to be curious and you get to explore things and you get to like try things that you've never done before. And that is not fraudulent. 
And I often find that because there's such this stigma in the community that you would never want to be that, it's like we're so afraid of being called a bitch, which is just the replacement for witch from the past, that we use it as an excuse unconsciously. And so I want to just invite everyone to make it, you're not a fraud and you know it. You're not an imposter and your soul knows that. But what we women don't give ourselves enough permission to is to trust those little whispers and to, and to trust that instinct. So I'm going to share a little bit on this that dovetails from the last question. So like, how do you know if you have a thing? It's, you don't have to know. And everyone's like said, take imperfect action, this, that, and the other. So most of the time in my career, I've been pretty clear, like, okay, here's a business course. I know it fills a need. People will buy it in a big psychological stretch. And I had another idea a couple of years ago to basically start this thing with like Gina DeVee Netflix. I didn't really have it clear, but I wanted to do more lifestyle stuff and not just the business things that I was used to doing. And I would talk about it. I'd talk about it to my team. I'd talk about it to my friends. I'd talk about it to like some clients. And I, and finally, thank God, one of my team members said, Gina, like, cause I kept saying, should I do it? Should I do it? And she finally just said, I think at this point, you're not going to know until you try. And like, it was like, just like she gave me the permission. And that's what I want to like, like, I don't want to give you the permission. I want you to give yourself the permission. And so, and then it was like, I started asking the better questions rather than what if it doesn't work? What if it will work? And how can it work? And what would people be interested in? Anyways, from the time I pulled the trigger of just making the decision to go for it, now it's like, I'm so, it hasn't even launched yet. And I'm so lit up about it. I can't even stand it. Like, I'm so excited. And I don't even, like, I don't know what's going to happen, but here's what I do know. I am going to do whatever it takes to make this a flying success because I believe in my heart and soul about it so much, you know, like, and, and that's what you get to do. You get to listen to those taps on your shoulders. And especially if they've been there more than a week or two, chances are it's the universe being so loving with you to like incur it took me two years so hopefully it doesn't take that long with you i love you gina i wish i wish we had 49 more hours but but here's the thing you guys as we're going to wrap up in a a little minute or two god i I wish i had more time to ask gina more questions but i want to throw something to you amy which is coming up in the chat which people have a lot of uh, a hard time overthinking things like you know, I'm going to go do this, but like, oh, can I do it? Who am I to do this? And and you know, what's amazing is like, you know, you gave us that amazing address in the beginning, but it's never enough because this, this damn, <laughs> this damn feeling of, of unworthiness or, or this feeling of, I can't do it. It's so hardwired that we could literally listen to you talk all day long and we, we need more of it. So what do you say to somebody who's feeling like, I just can't seem to even get on the chairlift? to even get on the mountain. Like I I can't, I overthink it too much. I mean, so first of all, I'm a huge overthinker and I kind of want to go back quickly to the imposter syndrome as well, because I think it all ties together. So when I first was asked to do a speech here, I knew, I knew I lived a crazy story. I lost my legs and I went on a snowboard and I almost died and had a near death experience and all this stuff. So I had a story to tell. I felt it in my heart. So I got invited to speak at this entrepreneurial conference with these Fortune 500 brands. And I thought, who am I to tell these people who are already successful how to live their lives? They're clearly already doing it. I don't even know what I'm doing. I'm just trying to figure it out. And so I dealt with major imposter syndrome for so much of my, like it held me back, even being an athlete 
when people like articles would say, Amy Purdy, this athlete, because I was going into the Paralympic Games, I couldn't even call myself an athlete yet. Like I, I didn't become an athlete until I was 30 years old. That's when I committed myself. That's when I just, that's when I got in touch with who I am. So much of it is getting in touch with yourself. So for me, what really helps me is just writing. I am telling you, you don't even think you're a writer until you start writing. You're like, oh, I actually have good things to say. Or like, I wake up every morning, like my social media posts. Okay, so first of all, I realize that I have I have created my brand around vulnerability, literally around being sick, getting injured, making mistakes, being scared, not knowing what I'm doing. Like, like those are the things that can completely stop you from doing what it is you want to do. But yet for me, I realized actually when you tap into the reality and the authenticity of what that is, the amount of other people who are experiencing that as well, like that's what connects us. What connects us is our vulnerabilities, not our successes, because not everybody's going to make seven figures. Not everybody's going to have $40 million in their bank account. But what we all are going to experience is this fear of doing something new and what it feels like or just not being good enough. And when you actually open yourself up, like that's that's where, what do they say? Like the cracks are where the light gets out. And when I would go on stage and go, I am nervous as hell. I have no idea what I'm freaking going to say to you guys. But what I do know is this. I learned this through my story. I learned this from my experience. That is when my life changed forever. So it's really getting in touch with ourselves. And the way you do that, I swear, is by writing. Wake up every morning. So here's one quick exercise. Wake up every morning, write three things you're grateful for. And don't just say, oh, my husband, my dog, and, you know, I made some money yesterday. Like, really feel those things. Feel them. Like, what does it feel like when your husband helps you? Or what does it feel like when you had an accomplishment yesterday? Like, feel those feelings and carry those elevated emotions throughout the day. But I promise as you start writing, just let yourself brain dump, just keep writing. And you start to realize like, this is who I am. This is what I feel. And, and this is, this is my light. So then you, that's where you share. So for me, like when I share, uh, you know, on social media, pretty much anytime I, I share a post that, you know, I'm always shocked when a post just kind of catches fire. And it's usually something just in the moment where I'm like, I had a shitty day today. Like I am dealing with serious shit today. Like I'm not walking. I haven't walked in two years because of this injury. And I'll tell you, just going back to the way our brains get in the way, I am telling you, like, I love that everybody here had a different solution for how to stop those negative thoughts. And I'll tell you my solution, but I, there was a day last year. So for those of you who don't know, so I've got two prosthetic legs, had a major injury 15 months ago, major, had seven surgeries, including getting my leg reamputated just two months ago, which is crazy. Um, and so in the midst of all of this, I'm still feeling like, you know, I have a purpose. I have a purpose. What is it? Like, oh, coronavirus hits, so I'm not speaking on stage. My whole life, like my whole career in a sense imploded when it comes to where I made my money because I make my money in live events and those aren't happening right now. So I'm sitting there going, okay, I'm not walking. I'm injured. I don't have my job. What, where the hell am I going? But I felt this desire, like I wanted, I want to do this podcast and I want to start courses. I'm like, I still have something to share so quickly. So I feel this right so quickly. And I go, I'm going to do this so quickly. I get a voice that goes, but Amy, you're not walking. 
But Amy, like who's going to listen to you because you're like in the midst of shit right now. Like you haven't come out on the other side of it. So like, just remember, like you're sitting here and you're not doing okay. So who's going to listen to you? This is my, I sat back and I was like, who said that? That is not me. That is, that's like, that's when I realized like our souls and spirits are completely different than our minds and our brains, our brains will just step in and say, you cannot do this. And it's like, I I'm so grateful. I had the awareness to have this elevated feeling and then to have this crazy voice just smack me down. And I was like, no, that is not me. I actually now realize these thoughts are not me. And so then, yeah, I don't even know where I'm going with that anymore, except for the the thought that when you can have those awareness, when you write, when you write, wake up in the morning, and just fucking write, write whatever comes to your heart and your brain and struggle. And you will find like, ah, oh, there are other people who can experience it. There are other people who are experiencing this. And I just want to feel seen and I want others to feel seen. And we're all in this together. And that's how we connect is by being vulnerable. So I don't know if any of that made sense, but it made complete sense. I want you all to do me a favor. I would like you to write down from this call. What's one thing you know you need to do? What's one tiny next unimpressive, stupid step that you know you need to take? That's, that's one. And then the second question I want to want you to answer is who do I need to be? More courageous, more compassionate, more bold, more fierce, more willing to receive. And, and that's something that I think you can start with. Here's something else you can start with. Gina has a podcast, subscribe. Kathy has a podcast, subscribe. Free, doesn't cost a dime. Amy's starting a podcast. As soon as she puts it up, you're going to subscribe. Jill has a podcast. Allie has a podcast. Britt has a podcast. Allison, do you not have a podcast? You do. There you go. So I'm saying we all have a podcast. You're going to go subscribe, but I'm going to up the ante for you. You are going to leave a review for those podcasts. It's going to take you one freaking minute. It's going to take you one minute. And you know why you can already in good conscience and faith leave a review even if you haven't heard it? Because guess what? What we did today, we're going to air this as an episode. So you just heard an episode of the show. And how'd you like it? Was it all right? Was it cool? Was it worthy of five stars? Get in there. Go review it. Leave a review for those podcasts. And by the way, that is my political position. And it always has been. Forget this year. I've always been like, you know what I'm most concerned about? Getting everyone who lives on my block to wake up today and get busy doing their thing. Because if you started making your corner of the world shine a little brighter, we don't have to fight on Facebook about politics because we're going to make the world better because you know what I hate more than anything? My three daughters love to make puzzles. And you know what sucks? When you finish a puzzle and there's a piece missing. I don't care if it's the upper right corner, the middle piece, the bottom left. There's a piece missing. It just doesn't feel complete. I'm looking under the couch. I'm looking behind the stuff. I'm looking for that piece. That's you. You came into this world because you're needed. God doesn't make extras. There's no extra humans here. And you are a missing puzzle piece. And instead of hoping that come November, somebody up in that place in DC is going to fix it, we need you on board. We need your coffee shop. We need your yoga class. We need you to go live on Instagram. We need you to be that puzzle piece in that puzzle. And as long as you're not doing that, it's not complete. Because no one ever was and no one ever will be you. And you came here on a divine assignment and you know it. That's the thing that actually gets you down. It's not the government that gets you down. It's you know 
your potential is legendary and it bothers the hell out of you that you sit it out. And we're not here for that. We're not here for watching you sit it out because we want you here. And we are living proof that there is so much room. If you round it up, we've got 20 million downloads in my show. If you round it up to the nearest millionth, most people have never heard of me, never will. There is so much work to do, guys. Oprah can't do this all by herself. She just can't. Even if she could, Beyonce can't do it all. Like we don't all need to learn that exact lesson from that person. There's other things that need to happen in this community, in this town, through this way. People need to start knitting if that's your thing. People need to start pouring their candles if that's what they need to make. People need to learn how to make an Etsy shop. People need to learn how to coach other people. People need to learn how to get up on their, on their snowboard. Whatever it is, let's freaking go. God, am I tired of seeing people suffer. You know why? Because pain is inevitable. But suffering's optional. And there's too much of it. And I'm done. I, Kathy, I, okay, first of all, I want to say that I know that you don't like politics, but I am saying Kathy for president. <laughs> I've been thinking, no way. I would Amen. be the worst. Amen. Pretty 24. Hell pretty 2024. I've been thinking that this Let me add it. Time. Like, this is why Kathy has one of the top podcasts. This is what you, this is your life. Kathy, you are incredible. Thank you so much. Kathy has brought us all together in our mastermind. She's brought us all here together today. I am just, you know, I am on fire because of you and your energy that you give, Kathy. So, uh, so generous, Kathy. So wise. Modern you day. You are. Music. You. Oh, God. This was all Kathy's idea, too, mm-hmm. by the way. I mean, and speed of implementation. Kathy, we love you. And we're so grateful for you and your leadership. I'm so- Kathy. I'm Canadian, and I would vote for you any way I possibly could. <laughs> oh it's the worst job on the planet. I'd be so bad at it. Um, I love you guys so much. I love all of you for taking the time out of your life to be here. You guys, your time is the most precious thing you have, and you spent it with us. And please don't think for any one second of this call that any of us took that for granted. I was so amazed. And you didn't just come here. You brought your energy. You brought your support. You supported all these amazing women and you supported each other. And that is so sacred and rare in this world. And how cool. We made this idea up a few days ago and it led to seeing all of your faces today. So does any one of my girlfriends want to have a parting word for today? Well, I noticed some some people asking what everyone's podcast name is so that they can go find oh, it. So that did might I be forget that? <laughs> okay, great. Did I do that? All right. My podcast is called Don't Keep Your Day Job. Do your life's work. Don't keep your day job. Gina, tell us about your podcast. What's this called? It is the Divine Living Podcast. So all things feminine, spiritual, women's empowerment, delightful, a little bit of entrepreneurialism, business mogul thrown in there, all the good things. So Divine Living Podcast with Gina DeVee, Don't Keep Your Day Job is my podcast. Jill, what's the name of your podcast? Screw the 9 to 5 Podcast. You can find it over on thescrewshow.com. Sounds a bit like but it's business. (laughs) Amy, tell us about your podcast, which is... Hot off the presses, coming any minute. Tell us about it. I am. So here's just one thing to you guys. You do have to jump in before you are confident. I'm telling you, I am, I am doing my very first interview tomorrow with Dave Hollis. And then I've got Elizabeth Gilbert and then Katie Craig. These are my first interviews. I don't know what I'm going to say. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm learning from these girls. So my podcast is going to be called 
bouncing forward. And it's just stories of resiliency and challenges and overcoming obstacles. I want to share that we all go through shit and how we get through it. (laughs) Allie, what's the name of your podcast? Um, My podcast is The Purpose Show, and it is for moms. And it is about living an intentional life, running an awesome business, harmony and all the things, raising awesome kids, self-care, stepping into your purpose. And you know, you're not a mom, you're a person and you happen to have kids. So we should focus on you a bit. And Allison, what's the name of your podcast? It's called Because I Can Life, L-I-F-E. Why can we live this beautiful life that we get to craft and create? It's because we can. So stepping into that because I can. Because we can. And what's Brit's podcast? It's called Teach Me Something New. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for doing that and saying that, Gina, because I forgot. Well, that's what friends are for. We're going to list it all out in that Facebook group. So stay tuned. I would say stay tuned to that Facebook group because I think my mastermind girls and I are probably going to have another idea of some next time we should meet up or maybe a topic or maybe each of us might want to talk about starting a podcast or creating a course or how to get over money mindset stuff. Like who knows? Things are going to happen and we'll come back to you guys. Um, and I'm really, I'm really excited about it. How do you feel right now? What did you get out of this? What's your takeaway right now? Elated, lit, lifted, charged, on fire, blessed, hyped. Love it. Love it. We could power a city with this. This is so, so good. So good. It's so just good. like fire. You all are such a gift to us. I mean, it's just filling filling our hearts up reading what mm. you're writing in the chat here. Thank you. Yeah, thank I you guys so keep, much. They connected with everyone. Clearly, a lot of women are looking for connection, right? Like if, if nothing else is obvious, it's that <laughs> a lot of women are craving connection and positive, empowering connection. I think that's the thing because social media can, can be this giant shame train. And I'm just so grateful for everyone who showed up in the middle of their day at work. So many people are at work. Like I'm watching this at work. <laughs> like yeah. I appreciate that level of follow through in such a big way. Yeah. And I want to just end by saying, trust the process, trust the process. In my life, what I have found is that we want to make huge sweeping changes. We want to change course 180 degrees, but nothing ever works that way. But I want you to understand something that if you are a nautical type of person and you get on a boat and you are going out and you change course, not 180 degrees or 40 degrees or 25, but two degrees and you keep going, you will wind up in a different continent. That's what two degrees change does for your life you'll wind up in a different continent. So I want to trust the process. Okay. And we'll come back. You know what we'll do? I'll probably create some kind of a Google form to ask you guys, what do you need next? Or what kinds of things do you want to see from us? And and we'll just go with it. We'll see what happens. Maybe we'll do this again and we'll check in. Or maybe each one of us will take a day and we'll check in. We'll, we'll ask you. We'll let you know. We'll practice what we preach and we'll ask you what you need. I think the reason that we're all sitting here is because uh, we have absolute certainty that the same magic that you see in us is inside of you. Absolute certainty. Thank you for taking the inspired action on this, Kat. Yeah. Big time. Keep You're throwing it like, back to me. God, receive sakes. it, woman. <laughs> You're such a good light shiner on other people. Mm-hmm. It's time we all shine a light oh, on. Oh, you guys are so you sweet. You curated the group. You did that. Well, and Gina kicked my butt. Did you? Kathy just said, let's do this on Wednesday. And we said, okay, we'll pull this together. So this is the, this is what came out of just mm. jumping into something 
not being like overthinking it, not having any idea really what direction this was going to go in. We just said we are showing up and we are here and Kathy is who facilitated that. So that's what you got to do. You just got to freaking do it. Got to freaking do it. And then maybe you wind up like me, a girl who was in speech therapy in second grade, who I mean, a million other things follow that list. And now these, these get to be my friends. Come on, people. Let's go. That doesn't even make sense. All right. Well, I've had a good day. I'm lit up. I'm ready to go change the world. How about you? Right. All right. So we'll see you on social. Get to that podcast. Go subscribe. Go listen. We'll be here and stay tuned to this Facebook group for In Her Circle because we will be back with the next great adventure. And it's going to be fun. I'm here for it. Love you guys. Love you guys. Thank you girls for being here today. Love you guys. Bye guys. Hi. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, everybody. Well, what I tell you, wasn't that amazing? Aren't these women just so loving, generous, smart? Like, can't you feel how high vibe you feel right now? It's just, just, just the best. So I want you to take a screenshot of this episode and tag me and all my sisters here and let us know what you got from listening to this and soaking up the wisdom. Let just any of the nuggets that you got, I know that they would just be so lifted to know that how they're showing up has inspired you. So just take a screenshot real quick, uh, tag each one of us, and I'll look forward to seeing what your takeaways are on Instagram. Lots of love and until next time. All right, my beautiful, I hope that you have loved this episode and it has been a blessing in your life. And if you could use a little extra love and support in sisterhood, I want to invite you to join me in my global community in the Audacity to be Queen free companion course. This is completely free. And when you go to divineliving.com forward slash audacity, you're going to get meditations, you're going to get videos, you're going to get workbooks, you're going to get Q&A call replays with me. It's just a whole bunch of positive programming completely for free. I want to make sure that you have this love in your life. So go get it now at divineliving.com forward slash audacity.